Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friends? Let's get into it. Hey, hey, friend, before we get into this encouraging, convicting, and such a powerful episode, I want to give a shout out to today's podcast episode sponsor, Stamped by Sis. Diana is the owner of this beautiful shop, Stamped by Sis, and it came from her blog, Sis Preach It. So Diana has always had this passion for creating, and she believes, like God's word tells us, that words are powerful and we can choose whether we do good or bad with them, and she believes in the power of using them for good good. And so she created the shop in order to uplift people through words and inspire through words of faith and through messages and all of those things. So she usually and mostly sells hand-stamped jewelry, but recently SBS, Stamp by Sis, has been adding in a different variety of products like tote bags, scripture cards, bookmarks, prayer boxes, etc. The goal in the next year is to expand with all different types of faith-based products. She sent me the sweetest package in the mail with jewelry, with cards, just all to encourage you in God's word. I have this ring that I wear every day from her that says God's promises. She sent me also a custom jewelry necklace that says mama on it, which she offers custom jewelry products. So if you're a bride to be, if you're a mom, if you have an event coming up, you can customize it and it's just hand stamped and hand loved. And 
So S by S, Stand by Sis, wants to create a brand that when you look at their product, you can feel something, you feel encouraged in the Lord, and that you have more value than just something random that you pick up from the shelf. The power of our words is real. I thought this would be the perfect time to share Stamp by Sis because Christmas is right around the corner. And I pray that if you shop this year, that you kind of consider shopping small, supporting these businesses that are from the body of Christ, sisters in Christ. You'll just have to go look at Stamp by Sis shop. I have it linked in the episode notes below. She also gave us a 20% off discount. Use the coupon code TRUTHTALKS for 20% off your entire order this Christmas. Beautiful jewelry, other gifts, so easy to gift and encourage other people. and give them a gift that's more meaningful and life-giving and eternally significant, really. So thank you so much, SBS and Diana, for sponsoring today's episode. Hey friends, I am so excited. Like I mentioned before, I feel like I'm always excited when we have a guest on, but we have the amazing Sophie from Simply Sophie Designs on Instagram. If you guys aren't following her, you will be after this, or maybe you will go to Instagram right now and follow her. But Sophie and I have become internet friends, and I am so looking forward to our conversation today, as you can tell by the title. But before we jump in, Sophie, thank you for being here. I would love if you could introduce yourself really quickly. Just tell us who you are, what you do, and all of the sweet things. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, I'm so excited to chat with you today. So for people that may not know who I am, I'm Sophie. I am the woman behind Simply Sophie Designs. It's a one-woman show. I know a lot of other artists and small business owners can relate that it's like, it's just me <laughs> doing all the things. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I am a freelance illustrator. Um, I create illustrations for different clients for their social media, um, different marketing initiatives that they may have. I also have an online shop um, and started my business back when I was in college, just creating custom portraits um, for my sorority sisters. So God bless all of them for ordering and supporting my (laughs) business early on. But that's what I started out doing. Um, And I still do custom portraits. And uh, believe it or not, this is not my full-time job. I get this question a lot. But um, yeah, being a freelance illustrator is actually something that I do still on the side. Um, And so, yeah, I work in marketing full-time and outside of work. I love to box. I took that up this year. So so I started, it is, it is a wild ride. It's like (laughs) one of the most difficult things I've ever done, but also one of the most rewarding because it's just challenged me in like a whole new way. Like I, all throughout high school, I never did a contact sport. So I was like, what do I do with this mouth guard? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do with this? So, um, so yeah, it's just like very different for me to get used to like being punched in the face and like throwing punches back at somebody. Um, but wow, it's like really shown me that like I can do these things. Um, so if anybody out there listening has ever thought about doing something like that, I highly recommend, um, But yeah, I am married to an amazing husband named Ryan, um, and he and I met while we were in college our sophomore year and then just got married in April. So we are still living that newlywed life. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. 
I love it. I love it. It's so fun <laughs> to be in that newlywed season with you too. Um, I remember just loving watching all of your wedding prep and everything. So oh, it's so fun. I feel like this is just kind of the season where people are getting married and it just makes me so mm-hmm. happy and we're all walking through it together. <laughs> I know. I like love watching people get engaged and it makes me think about when I got engaged and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I love, I love love in general. Me too. Um, and just like <laughs> love watching people go through different phases of life. So I'm right there with you. It's so fun. And I've loved getting to follow you. Like you guys, like she has such a unique, but like not in a weird way. Like sometimes when you say unique, like people are like, oh, like weird. Like no, like (laughs) beautiful style of like lettering and of art and of illustration. And it's just, it's so beautiful. And the way you bring concepts alive, like I really was drawn to you in that way. And then it's been so, so sweet to get to know you in your heart for the Lord, especially. And so I'm really pumped about this conversation today. But before we do that, um, really appreciate your intro for everyone listening. But I love to do like just like a little quick like favorite. I always love to ask my friends like what they're loving in their life because if there's something that I need to be loving that they're loving, like <laughs> I want to know. So do you have something? <laughs> I do. I have two things right now. Perfect. Um, I have a favorite book right now that I'm reading. Um, it's called Gentle and Lowly by yes. Dane Portland, I believe is how mm-hmm. you say his last name. Um, but I've been reading that and it has just been like everything that I need to be reminded of on a daily basis and like really dives into the character of God and what his true heart is for sinners. Um, And so that book has been amazing. I've been starting every morning reading a chapter of that um, and I'm already almost, almost done with it. So highly recommend that book. Um, And then the second thing that I've been loving for a while now is, I don't know if you follow um, the page called Half-Baked Harvest. Um, Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm a big this fan. Woman, I'm a big fan. <laughs> she is a magic woman. I like, I don't know how she does it, but all of her recipes and like in my mind, I only refer to her as like half-baked harvest. I'm like, do you follow half-baked harvest? Yeah. yeah half-baked <laughs> harvest. Like she, <laughs> that, that's her name. <laughs> yeah. And, but I just, am like, I am so obsessed with her recipes. My favorites are, she's got like this creamy chicken tortellini, which is like so easy and so so delicious. And then one of my recent favorites was this sweet and sour sticky chicken. Ooh. It oh my gosh, it is so good. And the thing that I appreciate about her is that like her recipes are pretty simple to follow. So it's yeah. like you don't have to be a good cook to make delicious food. It's like you just have to read the directions. So right. that's like my right. jam. What I really like about our recipes too, I'm actually making, as we record this, friends, it is the day before Thanksgiving. I'm actually making one of her pies for Thanksgiving. Yes. But what I love about her recipes is that there's some like random ingredients that you like you, you would need to go to yeah. the store for, like you wouldn't regularly have. But for the most part, like most of her recipes, like you have the stuff at home. It's mm-hmm. like down to earth. Like, cause sometimes I have some cookbooks I got when I got married and I'm like, I don't think I will ever make this. Plus yep. like- I don't think my husband will like it. And so it's just Mm -hmm. like kind of like walking that line. But like she's literally my favorite. I watch her Instagram stories all the time. But like mainly – this is so weird. But like mainly like at night when I'm in bed. Like (laughs) she she posts kind of late on her stories and she posts like tutorials of how to make the food. And I literally just watch them in bed and then I get hungry again. Like at like 1030. I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) Oh, it's so satisfying. And I'm one of those people like – if I know that I'm going to like make a particular dish the next day that I'm like really excited about, 
I will actually lay awake in bed just thinking about how excited I am to eat the next day and like thinking about what I'm going to be feasting on. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just can't wait to eat. And it's like, it's like, sometimes I feel like I get a little too excited about food, but like, (laughs) man, I just, whenever I know that I am about to make one of her recipes, I'm like, it feels like it's Christmas Eve and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make the best dinner I've ever made in my life tomorrow night. I know, I know. And usually works out. I mean, there's some trial and error, but oh my gosh, those were amazing favorites. I love Gentle and Lowly and I love Half Big Harvest. So like, Honestly, like that is a perfect like group of favorites. It's so Thank fun. You. I would agree with all of those. I love starting out that way. It's kind of like a fun little like intro, but um, we have so much to talk about today. And so let's just get into it. Um, like I said, friends, Sophie and I have just like really bonded on Instagram and just bonded um, through social media and also through our mutual love of Christmas, which is another <laughs> thing that we share in common. Um, but like just as we've gotten to know each other more, it's been really cool to hear um, what each other's walking through in their lives and their relationship with the Lord. And something that Sophie has had in her heart that I'm really excited about, and I think you have it on your heart too, or you've been there. I know I've been there too. And that is this idea of perfectionism as a Christian. And so Sophie, let's kind of like introduce that let's would you mind sharing like why this has been on your heart and how it's come up yeah so I thank you for just giving me the chance to even talk about this because it's so refreshing to be able to chat about something that's like not my business because I'm like this is so important to me so it's so exciting to me to just be able to talk about this stuff um but the reason why this has kind of been on my heart is because it's been like an ongoing struggle for me to the point where I like, I'm 23 years old, about to turn 24. I've been a Christian for what feels like my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had never been baptized. Um, and a big part of that was because one, I was really intimidated about getting in, up in front of our entire congregation and giving my testimony. But two, I just always felt like, I have to be at this certain level. Like I need to make sure that God and I are good and that like we're, you know, I'm at like the peak of my faith and like I got to be on this certain level of Christianity and just struggling with feeling like good enough for God, even Mm -hmm. though I know that there's nothing I could ever do to like earn my salvation. Right. But at the same time, I was still like, well, but I got to, you know, if I'm not trying hard enough, like I'm not worthy enough. Um, and the whole point is you can try as hard as you want to, but you're never going to like earn that ticket into mm-hmm. heaven, which is the beauty yeah. of the gospel. But, right. you know, I just, that is just something that I've struggled with. Um, and I think that perfectionism comes from a couple of different things. I think it comes from, you know, like comparison, especially yeah. with, you know, like you see that on Instagram all the time. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to make things look like they're better than what they actually are. Um, and also just like from our own securities and like constantly wanting to measure up. Um, and for me, like my love language is words of affirmation. So I'm like always wanting to earn that affirmation from others or from God. Um, but the thing that I have to intentionally remind myself of is that God still affirms me even in the midst of my sinful nature. Um, and even when I'm, when, even when I've sinned, I'm still loved, um, right. but I, yes. but I forget that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a words of affirmation person, 
the best thing I could ever hear in my entire life is just having God say to me, like, well done, my good and faithful servant. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm constantly working towards. But I have to remember that, like, I'm not always going to, quote unquote, measure up. And it's not about that. Right. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that's been like a, a topic that's been on my heart because I think a lot of Christians really struggle with that and, and, and being able to accept that like, yeah, this grace is freely given. Like that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. Yeah. Well, and I know that I totally struggle with that. And it's not like it's something that like, I mean, there might be seasons where I struggle with it more, but it's almost like, if I'm being super honest, like a daily or weekly thing Mm -hmm. where I just go about my days, I go about my schedules and I, you know, I, I start striving out of this idea of being perfect, out of, you know, mm-hmm. earning something about my identity and something about my salvation, which it's like we know inherently, like we know in our minds, like you said, we know we can't earn it, but like our actions reflect this, just like this striving and this like chase after perfectionism, which I think a lot of times for me, I know you said it too, is it comes from social media. It comes from it seeming like people have their faith and their life all together and it can be really detrimental. It can be really like all consuming. And so I think that's kind of where it comes from. But I think sometimes also another thing that I wanted to chat about was that, you know, we have so many verses in the Bible that talk about being perfect. And, you know, there's this idea um, in the Bible that we like could be perfect, that Jesus calls us perfect in some senses, but that doesn't really make sense. Like you said, because we're not like actually perfect here. And so kind of battling that, um, I just kind of love to talk about that. Like, is it even possible to be perfect? Is it even like, is it something we can achieve in the Christian life? Like, I don't know. It's just something that I've been thinking about too. Yeah. Well, I think for me, when I think of that, it's kind of the concept of like the already, but not yet. Yeah. Um, That's good. That's good. And and I think a lot about how like, you know, I, I'm already saved by grace and um, it's like that concept of like, I'm not perfect, but one day I know that I am going to be reunited or united with my perfect savior. Um, 
and I'm made in his image. Um, and so, you know, I struggle with that idea of like, can we be perfect? But I do believe that, you know, when we are in heaven, like that's going to be the like most pure perfection you could ever get. Um, mm-hmm. And I think about people that, you know, maybe haven't come to Christ yet. And I just can't imagine um, because I'm always thinking about like, okay, when, when stuff goes wrong or when something's hard or even when things are going right, like what hope do you, do you cling to? And so I'm just like, I'm so, mm-hmm. so thankful that somehow I was put into a home where my parents believed the gospel and raised me that way. Um, because, you know, when I went to college, I don't know, I don't know what decisions I would have made if I didn't have like that family foundation of a family that believed, like, I don't, I mean, even, even with that, I feel like I made some questionable decisions. And so it's like, man, like, I don't know what I would have done or or where I would be in my Mm -hmm. life without Christ. Yeah. No, 100%. I really appreciate you sharing that because I think it's important to know that I love how you said that it's an all red, or, you know, just like almost mm-hmm. <laughs> like kind of that tension that we're living in between, like, because God calls us, like, my pastor says that, you know, like, presently we're not perfect as in like without sin because we still struggle with that but positionally meaning god when he saved us he made us positionally like in the future like he he promises us that positionally we are perfect in god's eyes because of what jesus did mm-hmm. and so i think it's like walking that line and that's hard to grasp and know like i wish that like god would have made it just easy god would have made it just us perfect now Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of like the confusing thing to grasp as a Christian, but like something that I've also been learning too, Sophie, and I know that you have too, is that like, there's a lot of verses in the new Testament that talk about, you know, that Jesus says that, you know, he, like he calls us to be perfect or all these kinds of things. And you think, well, I can't achieve that because I struggle because I have bad days because I sin. But I think really when we look kind of just like dig a little bit deeper, like Jesus doesn't expect us to be without sin. He doesn't expect us to not struggle, but he does ask us to try our best to be obedient, to love him, to follow him. And so when he says words like, you know, you must be perfect, Perfect. It means I really want you to follow what I say. I really want you to try your hardest out of a heart that loves me to honor me. He's like, I know you're not going to be perfect. I know you're not going to get it all together, but it's like to the best of our ability, I think is key, you know? Yeah, I definitely feel that. And especially because the, the, the hard part is that when you're thinking about it that way um, and, and constantly striving for that, you also have to remember because um, my internal struggle has always been like, okay, I know I'm not going to be perfect, but it, like, I'm, I'm thankful that there's grace, but I almost feel unworthy of it. And I'm also like, yes, if yeah. I mess up on this same sin more than once, is he still going to have mercy for that same sin? And, yeah, yeah. and it's like, you know, you never, my big thing is I'm like, I never want to be somebody that like, looks at grace and it's like cheap grace where it's like, okay, like I can keep doing this and it doesn't matter because I know God's going to forgive me. Mm, And because I've never wanted to be on that side, it's almost like I've taken it so far in the other direction that I'm like, there's just, I have already committed this sin once before. Like there's, Mm. I, you know, like I, well, that was the last strike. And, and so it's like, I have to remember in my mind, like my life verse really, um, and something 
that I've been thinking about a lot is just the verse, John 6, 37, that says, all that the father gives to me will come to me. And whoever mm-hmm. comes to me, I will never cast out. Wow. And I think, I can't tell you how many times a day I think about that where I'm just like, he'll never cast me out. Yeah. He'll never cast me out. Um, and that has just created a deeper intimacy and trust in my relationship with the Lord than I've ever experienced before. And it's just like that one verse has just been so impactful for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And another piece of scripture, you know, like there, there were a lot of things that I went through in college that, you know, I still have to remind myself that I don't have to continue to feel guilty for them if I have repented. Um, And that's been a big struggle for me. But another like piece of scripture that I pray a lot is just Psalm 51, 10 through 12, that just says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Mm-hmm. Restore me to the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Um, and sometimes I just have to pray that to the Lord just because I'm like, I'm just letting you know, like, you know, please don't ever cast me away. But it's like, I know that he's never going to. Yeah. Um, But it's like a really nice moment for me to get closer to the Lord, just praying scripture Mm -hmm. and just like coming to him with a humble heart and just being like, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I I need your your grace and your mercy. Create a clean heart in me. Um, And sometimes when you don't know what to pray, scripture is the best thing to not only to turn to, but to literally pray to the Lord. Yeah. 100%. I love that. And I love that you are just saying, hey, when you don't have the words to pray, pray scripture. I think you nailed it. And you also nailed it about grace. Like like you said, that idea that we just get this cheap grace in our minds. And I think when we strive for that perfectionism, this false sense of perfectionism, right? Thinking that we can earn something, thinking that we need to make up for something that we've done, we're we're cheapening grace. We're discounting mm-hmm. the grace that Jesus gave us on the cross. Like Ephesians 2 is one of my favorites. Actually, Ephesians, the whole book of Ephesians is my favorite. But chapter 2 is one of the most amazing chapters I think in you know in the Bible because it talks about that it is by grace we have been saved through faith it's not a result of our own works that no one can boast me so that we can't say I'm perfect I did it but as the gift of God it is a free gift of God and so I think remembering that and walking the line of yes I'm a sinner I make mistakes and I have grace but also not letting you know it swing not letting the pendulum swing one way whether that be I'm striving to be perfect or I just want to get away with sin because there's grace right mm-hmm. um and so I think that's important to know too and I think you you really summed it up with that idea of grace and I know also that you know we've talked a lot about the guilt you kind of touched on it earlier but the guilt that you can experience as a Christian, like Mm -hmm. you said, we want to be perfect. We want to try to live our lives the best for the Lord, but we inevitably make mistakes and then we get guilty and guilt is something that just happens. But, you know, struggling with that, it's like, where, where's the line? It's like, how do we not let guilt, you know, have its control in our lives? So I don't know if you had some thoughts on this. I know that you were just baptized and mm-hmm. I'm so, so excited. I loved getting to see your posts and hear your heart about that. But just let's just talk a little bit about that guilt and, and how your perspective has really changed on that. Yeah. So, and again, this it's a constant like reminder. Like there are so many things that I've learned that as an adult, 
I have to rehearse truth to myself. Um, And I didn't Mm -hmm. used to do that before, but I always have to remember that conviction is going to come from the Holy spirit in my heart, but the guilt and like the condemnation and like, you know, that kind of thing comes Mm -hmm. from Satan comes from the enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, I, there are things that, you know, I, I struggled with in college that even after graduating, I felt guilty for, and I also went through some trauma when I was in high school. Um, and I have to remember that, you know, like those are, those are sins that were committed against me when I was in high school. Um, and my biggest priority in those moments were always maintaining my testimony. Mm -hmm. Um, but the biggest thing that I struggled with in that was that, you know, I felt like I never got to like stick it to that person or like fight Mm. back. Or I felt like there was never any justice for anything that had been done to me with this person in high school. And, um, and it was an adult, um, and just verbally abusive to me. Um, Mm. and you know, I had gotten to a point of just indifference with her. Um, but the biggest thing that I struggled with was like, there's no justice for this. Like where are her consequences for how she treated, you know, 17, 18 year old girl. Mm -hmm. Um, and something that I had to work through in counseling, um, was that God is the ultimate, um, he, he's going to bring justice to this person. Right. We, we are all going to have to stand before the Lord. I truly believe that we are all going to have to stand before him. Um, because that like built up anger that I had was, it was keeping me from walking in the path that I was supposed to be walking on um, and causing me to make decisions that weren't, weren't decisions that I was proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, you know, just going through college, it was such a hard time for me because my faith was really, really tested And like, and I asked God to test me because I had gone to a Christian high school and I was like, okay, like I'm not going to a Christian college. I'm going to go to a secular school and I'm going to have to live out my faith. And I want to spend time with people that are not believers because I want the challenge. Mm -hmm. And it's like kind of, it's kind of dangerous to ask God to test you because he will, he'll do it. Yeah. And I, there are so many times throughout college that I failed miserably. Um, and, and just things I just felt a lot of guilt for. And then, you know, eventually moved on from that, repented of that, mm-hmm. but like still felt this guilt to the point where like, I hadn't gotten baptized. Cause I was just like, well, I just feel like I'm not at this level yet. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not mature enough in my faith yet, even though like, even though there were times that I you know, wasn't, I was neglecting my time with the Lord. I, I never felt like I ran away from him. I just felt like there were times when I turned away from him. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I've been a Christian since I was a child. I mean, and, and I truly believe that like when I was, I can't even remember how old I was when I first got saved. I think I might've been in like kindergarten, but like, Mm -hmm. I knew I, I understood enough what was going on and like, I knew that, okay, like I want to follow God. Um, but it was like that moment, like those times during college and like dealing with the trauma of what I went through in high school and some of the poor decisions that I made, it was like, well, it just erased like anything I've ever done to follow the Lord. Like that's, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just felt like, I just am not, 
I'm not proud of, you know, who I am as a Christian. I'm not doing a good enough job. And I tend to be like way harder on myself than what I need to be. But I just was like, I'm such a hypocrite. Like I, you know, this, I I just am not doing a good job. (laughs) And it's like, it's not really about doing a good job because like I said, you can never do enough. You can't, can't earn your ticket into heaven. And I believe in that so heavily, but for some reason in my mind, I was like, but I need to try harder. Yeah, Um, yeah, it happens. Yeah, and something that my pastor reminds us of is like when we leave on Sundays, he's like, you're going to mess up. You're going to mess up this week, but you're going to be back here next Sunday to remind you, you know, how badly you need Jesus and you need his Mm, grace. That's Um, good. Yeah, and so I just, so I finally got baptized um, last Sunday and it was so emotional for me. Like I, I was just crying, like mm. sobbing. I mean, so sweet. I just couldn't stop crying. Like even before we even went backstage to like go out um, and give our testimony, I was like crying during the first song of worship and just knowing what I was about to do and, and looking back on everything that I've been through and where God has gotten me. You know, I went through counseling before I got married because I wanted to work out my own stuff before you know, before I became a wife and, um, just marveling at where God has carried me to. And the fact that despite everything that I may not feel proud of or the mistakes that I've made, he'll never cast me out. Mm. He never will. Um, and so when I went up there to get my testimony, my dad, he actually baptized me, which was like the most special thing for me. Um, cause my dad and I are just like super close and, really similar. Like he, I feel like he knows exactly what I'm thinking without me even saying a word. Um, (laughs) so he's just, I'm really close to him and my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, both of them, I just couldn't be luckier to have them as parents, but so he baptized me and we got in the pool and it just, it was so emotional for both of us. And, um, they were playing like the worship music and, you know, he and I got to talk, you know, kind of privately. He was just talking in my ear and he was like, I know you love Jesus. And I'm like, immediately just start sobbing. <laughs> and, but that moment of, you know, being dunked into the water and then coming back up, it just felt like I finally just got to put everything away, like just let go mm, of wow. literally everything. Um, and just, I felt so fresh and clean and new and just like, Mm. just, it was just the best feeling. Um, and I just felt like, and you know, I, there was a little bit of that, like, I feel like I must, you know, God must be so happy right now. Um, which made me feel so good because again, like I'm a words of affirmation person. So I'm like, I want to get to heaven so that he can say well done. And, but it just was such a joyful moment. And I'm so glad that I finally did it because I waited so long (laughs) to do it. Um, but I do believe, though, that it happened in God's perfect timing for my life. Um, and I'm just so thankful that I got to experience that. I love hearing that testimony. It literally makes me emotional just hearing people's stories of their of their baptisms and, and how you really – although, you know, guilt and shame did just, you know, kind of have a hold on you for a while, like – it's it's beautiful to hear that you really truly made that decision because you wanted to and because 
you were ready to take that step. And I think that's what it should be. Um, it should be something that we, baptism should be something that we decide to do with the Lord, a personal decision, but like a bold declaration. And I, I am so glad that like that physical act mm-hmm. of, you know, being dunked under the water, it, like it's, it's such a metaphorical and spiritual and like literally also physical representation. And I just, it's so powerful. And I love too what you said about, about grace and how that really freed you up from a lot of things. Because like what I've been learning about grace is that grace should compel us, the, mm-hmm. the grace that God has given us, you know, to cover our guilt. We don't have to stay in that guilt because God said there's no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Yes. That means that he's not, like you said, he's not going to cast you out. He's not going to loosen his grip on you if you're in him. But like how grace frees us up, it covers that guilt and shame, but then grace compels us right to live a new life, to live a life that wants to please him, to live a life that, you know, tries to stay away from sin, that follows him. And so it's like literally like the most beautiful trickle effect, which I Mm -hmm. think is so cool. And I can see it so evidently in your testimony, Sophie. And so it was so encouraging for me to hear. Um, As we close, I have loved every second of this conversation, but um, I would love just to hear quickly like a few of your thoughts on you know, when you've been battling this idea of false perfectionism, when you um, have a hard time getting rid of guilt and instead choosing grace and the freedom in Christ, what are some things that maybe you do throughout the day or throughout your week that might encourage us listening? Yeah. So the big thing is, again, rehearsing truth to myself um, and really spending daily time in the word. Um, yeah. This is mm-hmm. something that I can't believe it took me so long to make it a daily habit, but truly for as long as I've been a Christian, I honestly don't think I've ever been in a true daily habit of opening the word every single day. Um, and I've been doing that for a few months now. Um, and ever since I did that, like my relationship with the Lord has changed drastically. It's crazy. Um, I feel like there's this whole other piece of intimacy that I was like missing yeah. by not opening his word. Um, and something that kind of helps me with the perfectionism is reading his word because there, there is just like an outpouring of grace in the word to right. remind yourself of. Um, and I think about like, God doesn't hold my past against me. Like when I've been angry about things that have happened or sins that have been committed against me, like God doesn't hold those things against me. And I can be honest with him about how I'm feeling. Like, mm-hmm. There are times when I am on my way home from something and I'm in the car and maybe I'm just talking to God and I'm like, Lord, I'm angry. Like I'm mad right now. And I'm just going to tell you that. Um, But I know in the Bible, it talks about how my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Um, Hmm. And he gives us eternal life and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Like that's what I always think about is like, one, he'll never cast me out and nobody can even get me out of his hand. Nothing that I've ever done can snatch me from him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So really rehearsing that truth <clears throat> is important for me. Right. And then I also think that sharing your struggles with other people is really helpful. Um, I always feel like, you know, take it to God first, but it's also yeah. mm-hmm. really helpful to just like share you know, with the community of people that you trust, fellow believers, sharing what you're struggling with. Um, and if it is perfectionism, sharing, you know, why, why you're struggling with that, because God can put people in your life at different times to encourage you when you need it most. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. I've experienced that. I mean, my, my husband and I, we met a couple that lives in our apartment building and they're an amazing Christian couple. And like we, they came into our life at the perfect time and we just like needed that Christian fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're great friends of ours and they've just been such a blessing to us. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, I always think about something that my parents have been saying to me for years, um, especially when I was like in high school, if I got like a bad grade on a test or something, like math was not my thing. I was like a great student, but math, I just kind of struggled with. Me too. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's not easy. Um, and I would get A's and everything else, but it was always like math was just not my thing. Um, and I would sometimes have like a D on my test and, you know, somebody next to me would have a B and they're freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh, I did so bad. <laughs> yeah, this is so awful. Yeah. Well, and I'm sitting here with a D and I'm like, it's pretty good. Like I got like half the answers. Like I yeah, literally like, just I like. Get, I didn't get an F. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, in my mind, I used to joke about this with my best friend, Jesse. She and I would be like, if we got an F on something, we'd be like, well, that's half. Like I got half the answers. So like. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, that's amazing. So, I mean, truly though, there would be times where like my best on a test was like a C or like a D. Um, but I am so thankful that I never had to come home feeling anxious about sharing my grades with my parents because they never made me feel like a failure for that. And so something my parents would always ask me is like, well, did you do your best? And, you know, sometimes, sometimes yeah. I knew that I didn't, but most of the time I would, I would just be like, yes, like, yes, I did. Like I studied my butt off for this test. Like I did my best. And then they would just be like, well, that's all you can do. And yeah, that's that, so good. well, and it just applies to so many things in life. Like now it's not about tests, but it's about other things. And it's like, did you do your best? And if my answer is yes, then it's like, that is literally all that I can do. Um, and I feel like this is something that I kind of, you know, like my dad tells me this, like, did you ask me, you know, did you do your best or your best is all you can do? And I also feel like my heavenly father is telling me like, if you're doing your best, that's like all I can ask of you. Um, and Mm -hmm. you know, he is asking me to, to hold up his law perfectly, but he has grace for me when I don't. Um, and Mm -hmm. so I just have to think about that a lot. And something else that my, my dad says is he's like, hard stuff is hard and easy stuff is easy. And it's just like, (laughs) it's the most simple thing, but it's like, you know, some stuff is really hard and you're not always going to get it right. Um, but it doesn't mean that God's going to hold that against you. So I just have to really remind myself of that a lot. So I love all of those tips. I think they are so true. I mean, you summed it up perfectly. I love that it's just rooted in God's word. And just, I think truth is a huge aspect of preaching truth to ourselves, the truth that like God's already given us. And then like that community. And it's so cool to hear about your relationship with your parents because it's literally like it sounds so similar to mine. And, you know, so if you don't have that, you know, friends mm-hmm. listening to have a community of friends around you who will do that. Um, and people that are like family to you. Um, and so Sophie, those were amazing. I feel like I have them in my tool belt now, you know, as, as I <laughs> combat all of this. And I think that's just a perfect way um, just to kind of wrap this idea up. But uh, Sophie, I'm so thankful for you. I have loved getting to know you beyond just your beautiful illustrations and your and your awesome social media feeds and just hear more of your heart for the Lord. It's blessed me. Like, I can't thank you enough for being so open and honest because 
like testimonies are powerful and in your story is proof of that. So I am blessed by you. As we close, I would love for you to share just how people can connect with you um, online, on Instagram, um, where they can find your shop, all the things, because I want them to definitely go follow you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much again for having me on the podcast. It's just been such a blessing to have you as a friend and oh, so great to be able to chat today. Um, but yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Simply Sophie Designs. Um, and I spell Sophie like S-O-P-H-I-E. And then my website is just simply sophiedesigns.com. So if you head there, that's where you can see um, what I have in my shop. I One of my most popular items is uh, custom portraits. So that's where you can find those. Um, and if you ever want to reach out and say hello, you can message me on Instagram and happy to chat as always. So, but thank you so much again for having me on your show today. It's just been so great to talk to you. Oh, it's my pleasure, Sophie. I love you, girl. I appreciate you. I'll have all the links down below to friends for you listening. And again, just was blessed by this. So love you, girl. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you. Love you too.